It is 7.05, and yeah, we are back at it with a Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. This hour, your phone calls, of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free for you. Call in, ask your questions. The lines are open right now and ready for you. We'll get to our emails. In fact, we're going to clear out a ton of email tonight, help at employmenthour.com. you want to send one along. That would be fantastic. And uh, just as we get going, you heard Jeremy talk about it on the news, and Alex uh, Pearson just did as well. Leora, you know, best wishes, and man, kick its ass as Alex Trebek is in for the fight of his freaking life coming up. A man, pure class of that video he shot and put up on YouTube. I'm sure you can catch it at uh, globalnews.ca. And there's a guy we've been watching on TV doing that show for in his 35th year, an amazing Canadian. And, uh, man, we wish that guy all the luck and all the health in the world, right? Yeah, what a, what a great icon, and wishing him all the best, and he'll beat the odds, and, and we're all rooting for him. So, uh, yeah, Alex, uh, you're in our hearts and prayers. What do you got uh, going on to kick off the other week that was, pal? Well, you know, John, it's been a very, very busy week, and, uh, you know, from the sounds of it, uh, maybe I'll get a call from our uh, prime minister after he loses his job uh, with all this uh, SNC-Lavalin uh, scandal. Actually, yeah. Don't call me Mr. Trudeau. That's fine. Uh, but I have spoken with a lot of people this week over the past uh, number of days uh, about uh, job loss, about restructuring, about harassment. And, and it's terrific that I can uh, have that privilege to speak with uh, so many people. Uh, you know, Because I'm, I'm on this show, people want to reach out because they feel comfortable. They realize that you know, despite some of the reputations lawyers have, I'm not so bad. So <laughs> please don't, don't hesitate. Call us right now on the show. Let's talk about your rights or call me at the office. I will give you that information email me no bad questions let's let's keep our our lines hopping tonight so that we can uh, uh, help as many people as possible yep. to get us warm warmed up before those calls uh, come in let's talk john a couple situations a week there was uh, that came across my desk uh, first one involved a salesperson who um, worked in a number of, on a number of major accounts for his employer well, very recently, within the last two weeks, his employer told him that uh, they're going to take away two uh, major accounts from him. Okay. The reason being, they just didn't feel that he was doing a particularly good job on those accounts. Uh, the accounts were down, and, and they were going to uh, redistribute those accounts to other salespeople. Well, the problem was that these two accounts were responsible for about 25% of the income this person made. He was a commissioned salesperson, and about 25% of his income was on those two accounts. And for him, he was devastated. Can you imagine taking a 25% pay cut? Oh, right. That's that's huge. Uh, and, and it's not like they were replaced with any other accounts. They just said, well, you know, we don't think you're doing a good job, so those accounts are going away. Now, he's been serv- servicing those accounts for at least 10 years. Uh, he's been a total of a 19-year employee. And he called me and wanted to know, what do I do about this? Well, here's the thing. He can obviously can and should try to convince the company to change its mind. But if the company won't change its mind, then then what he's facing is a constructive dismissal, of course. It's not something the company is allowed to do. They can't reduce your pay. Now, they may not call this a pay reduction. They may call, I don't know, we're just redistributing the accounts. It doesn't work that way. If the company does something that impacts your compensation this, in this way, that's a constructive dismissal. It's not even debatable. So he's going to be owed severance, potentially 18 months pay. He's been there for about 19 years. And and that's a significant compensation. There's no way he's going to accept that reduction and take a 25% pay cut. He's going to find yeah. a job somewhere else. And I wanted to bring that up today because uh, it's not always that when your pay is reduced that the company actually calls it a pay reduction. They're not always going to say, just so you know, employee, we're, we're cutting your pay by 25%. The company may do other things that impact your pay. 
Uh, and if that happens, if your pay gets impacted, it's almost always going to be a constructive dismissal. It's almost always going to be something they're not allowed to do. And if that happens, trust me when I say you don't want to accept that. You want to treat that as a constructive dismissal. You want to get your severance and you, you want to move on. So, John, I really think there's uh, an important lesson there. What should the company have done? I mean, obviously, they want their best man the job to maximize their you know, their profits. What should they have done before they, they went around and did what they did? Well, obviously, they could have potentially tried to replace those accounts with other accounts, uh, mm-hmm. made up the, the loss to him in some way. Uh, they could have potentially given advance notice of this change. They could have said, you know, we're giving you 12, 14, 16, 18 months notice of this change. Right. They could have had an employment agreement in place that gives them the power to do that. There's a lot of things that the company could do, but what they cannot do is just decide, hey, you know what? We feel that those accounts should go to uh, Joe instead of Bob. If they do that, that's a constructive dismissal, again, to the extent that it impacts compensation. Uh, so uh, he's going to be owed severance. He's going to pursue his severance, and there's really nothing the company can do to to avoid paying that severance. Phone lines are open for you for the remainder of the hour. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five. Talk that is toll free. Give us a call. Talk to us tonight. You got a uh, job and employment concerns? Bring them on. That's why we're here on this uh, particular evening, right in the middle of the week. What else you got going on? I got a very interesting call from another gentleman who. Uh, recently signed an employment agreement for a very well-paying job and uh, he was supposed to head up a a new project for the company that hired him and uh, so he had some meetings with them and after three weeks of of working the company decides you know what we we don't think that this project we were going to have you head up is going to be a winner for us so we're not going to go ahead with it so sorry you know we feel bad to do this but we're going to have part we're going to have to part ways with you after three weeks now, this gentleman goes to, went to the severancepaycalculator.com uh-huh. website, and, and he saw there that he's owed three to four months' pay. He was shocked by that. So he called me, and he wanted to know, Lior, is this right? Can I be owed three to four months' pay even though I've only worked there for three weeks? So what I said to him is, okay, send me a copy of your employment agreement. And when he sent me a copy of his employment agreement, I actually noticed something very interesting. He had actually signed a one-year contract with this company, a one-year contract. And they let him go after three weeks. So here's the thing. He's not owed three to four months pay, John. He is owed the balance of that contract, the full 12 months. That's the key here with a fixed-term contract. It's not – you don't get the regular severance. You usually get the difference, the balance of the contract. So he worked for two or three weeks. He gets the remaining 11 and a half months of pay, even though he's only worked there for a few weeks. So I'm going to help him get that. That's a fairly straightforward matter. And and one of the best uh, reminders that I can think of that with a fixed-term contract, whether it's for a year, whether it's for five years, if you're let go before that contract ends, before your last day, company has to, at a minimum, pay that difference, that balance of the contract. And, you know, this company, which I'm I'm sure don't realize this, they're going to get a pretty pretty rude awakening where they're going to get a letter from me saying, uh, you know what, uh, you owe him 11 and a half months of pay, uh, pay up. Big time. Uh, by the way, help at employmenthour.com is the email address, help at employmenthour.com. And you want to reach out when we're not on the air, that is simple as well, one 821 5900 You did mention it once already, but we'll reiterate as we do every show, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're owed. Simple to use. Takes about three steps. In about 30 seconds, it's uh, anonymous if you want it to be. There's a contact button at the bottom. And if you're an employer, there's an employer mode as well, so you know how to do the right thing just that way. 416 
1-800-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We are uh, taking your calls for the remainder of the show. John, thank you for uh, for hanging on, fella. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I just had a question regarding uh, emergency leave. Um, just wondering what the regulations are when it comes to it. Um, my brother went through a situation where he had, did have to leave and over previous years, he always had to bring back a note if he was off sick or after three or four days from a doctor. Um, it's my understanding that that has changed now. Can you enlighten me? Uh, in terms of a, a note from a doctor, you mean? Well, yeah. In previous years, I, I think it should be three or four days off sick. You had to have a doctor's note to say you were good to return to work. Um, but I think things changed over the past year or two years. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, things things uh, were changed, and uh, but but the uh, then the conservative government rechanged them back, if if that works. So so there's a requirement to provide a, a doctor's note, and okay. uh, if the company asks for it, and you know some companies do, some companies don't, uh, but it's it's one of those things where sometimes you don't have to obviously provided right away sometimes it could be later on because sometimes you can't get to your doctor right away but okay. he would have to provide a doctor's note okay so they did change it they decided no it was fine Ring it exactly right so it was changed uh, by the liberal government and the conservative government re-changed it i don't even know if that's word uh change it back to the way it was if you know what i mean yeah i understand okay okay thank you very much no problem. Thanks, John. Appreciate you uh, calling. If you want to reach out anytime, 1-855-821-5900. But uh, we're going to get to a quick email here as we continue on. Leanne writes in, again, it's help at employmenthour.com. Just sent this over. So my boss announced that company I work for is likely to shut down well, in the next year. Can I quit and get severance? So there's two questions. First question is, can you quit? Oh, of course you can. You can always quit. But can you quit and get severance? Well, no. The answer to that is no, you, you cannot. So if you've gotten 12 months notice that you're gone, that you don't have a job, uh, obviously it's not ideal, right? You, no, it's not going to no. be comfortable working there when you know it's, it's, you know it's shutting down. And you're going to do the reasonable thing. You're going to look for another job, and if one comes, you may decide to take it, and, and that's fine. But understand that if you leave before you're actually terminated, you don't get severance. Even though it's yeah. the company that told you to begin with that you're going to be out of a job, if you leave before the actual last day, you're not going to get severance. Now, the reason that's important is that uh, that 12 months notice in this case does count towards your severance, but you may be owed much more than that. So, for example, you may have worked there for 20 years and you could be owed two years of severance. Now, if you got 12 months notice, so that means that you get another year's pay. Okay, that's very, very important. So uh, if you leave, you're not going to get that. If you decide to stick around, then you have a case to get that severance. Generally speaking, John, always a rule. Uh, if a company gives you notice of termination and you leave, you're not going to get severance. Brian's up next. Elior says, I worked for a company for five years and then quit. A year later, they convinced me to come back. Three years later, they just let me go. How much severance am I owed? Well, you know, if, if you're leaving and... Uh, the company calls you back, or even if you decide to come back on your own, but the gap wasn't too long, usually then the full service is going to be recognized. That's the key. Uh, and in many cases, when there's a gap in employment, you may be gone for a month, for a year even, for two years even, uh, and you come back. In many of those cases, if, if you're actually there for a while, that gap can be disregarded. Mm. So in this particular situation, yeah, it sounds that, that both periods of employment will be considered. And because of that, it's not just the last period of employment. It's especially true 
because the company asked him to come back. The company said, we want you back. It's not a situation where you had to reapply and submit a resume and go to interviews. And he was not treated as a new person, as a new employee. Because of that, uh, the full length of a service should be considered. And that's going to impact severance. Because obviously, the, the more service you have, the longer the length of employment, the more severance you get. So there's there's probably a threshold to how much time that can be the gap right like you know, within reason does I guess it also depends on how long you were there if you're a thirty year employee I guess the gap's a little wider no right yeah if, yeah. if you're there for a year then a six month gap is going to be massive if you're there for thirty years a six month gap is nothing so it really does depend how long nice. you've been there there there've been even situations where a couple of years uh, has been disregarded it really does depend how long you've been there the longer you've been there the bigger the gap can be and still be ignored so that you get full credit for your service. We're still going to be here for a while, so time for you to call in. We'll give you a minute to get the phone and dial as we go into a break. It is 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. This is the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free. Stick around, get your learn on, make a phone call, get some clarification. We're uh, right back into the phones and some emails here in just a bit. Uh, Steven, hey pal, how are you? Hey, good evening. How are you tonight? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, I I want to be as cryptic as possible because I just ah. got to be careful because I don't know who's listening out there. Yeah. I wanted to ask. I was working for the same company for say upwards of seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So within the company, a uh, few times I was working in one division. In uh, sorry, one division moved around, and then another time I was in another division, but always within the same company. And then the last division that I was in within the same company closed down because they just weren't making any money, right? So they shut it down. And they offered out like six weeks of uh, severance. Is that typically enough? No, my friend. That's not even close. So so you've been there. First of all, was this a union job? No, sorry, sir. It was like a regular company. Perfect. Okay. So uh, you've been there for, let's say, seven years. Without giving specifics, what kind of a job and, and how old are you? Um, 52, yep. it was in, uh, one was in like a, um, entertainment and the beverage and mm. the other one was like construction. Okay. So mo- the, the job that you were let go from was what in construction? Nope. Uh, entertainment and beverage. Uh, and, but what kind of a job, what were you doing? Oh, amazing. Okay. So you, you would be looking at about nine months of pay. Nine months. Again, I didn't say weeks, uh, Stephen. Nine months of pay. Now, they paid you six weeks. Did they actually, they probably didn't have you sign anything for the six weeks, right? Well, I'm not going to lie. I didn't sign anything. They sent an email and said that that's what they were going to offer. And out of, uh, again, not thinking, we I accepted it, right? Because I was, you know, I'm out of a job. I needed money before my EI and that came in until I found another job and I didn't know what else to do. How long ago was this, Stephen? Uh, we're going back five months. So the good news is you're not out of time. And, and even if you would sign something, it wouldn't have mattered because it's only six weeks' pay. So you may still have time to pursue this. Well, you still have time to pursue this. You could be owed as much as nine months' pay, less the, the six weeks' pay that they gave you. So th- right. that's a wrongful dismissal. It's not even debatable. Of course, you're owed much, much more than that. Uh, so, Stephen, I want you to give me a call. I mean, th- this is not something you should sit on. Uh, and, and give me a call as soon as possible or email me. I'll give you the contact, or John will give you the contact information in a few seconds, and then okay. let's you and I connect off air because you could be owed as much as nine mm-hmm. months of pay, Stephen. 
Well, let me ask you this then. Um, regardless of that, um, like if even if they shut down the company, like if let's say there's no funds, how would you? How would I get any money anyways? If, if they shut down, like the yeah, company, if there's no company, you're not you're not going to get paid. You know the saying: you you can't get uh, blood from a stone. So if the well, company is gone and there's no assets, no money, then you won't get paid. Is that is that what happened? Well, what happens is they shut down the company that were, but the company's still open. Like that, that one little division mm-hmm. shut down, but they're still working. Like the company's still open. Like well, there you go. Then there's no problem. Okay, and the other question is this: If I've already applied for government benefits temporarily until I find another job, right? Um, how will that affect me if, like, say we pursue this and we go ahead with it and say I was to get a payment out of them, do I got to turn around after and repay back the government money because I've been accepting it from them? You may have to pay a portion of it back, but all that does is extend EI for you on the, uh, kind of on the back end. And because your salary was, a, you know, was more than EI, of course, because EI is always a percentage, you're, you're, you're much better getting nine months of salary than nine months of EI, for example, right? So, exactly. yes, well, you may have to pay some of it, but you're still going to be way ahead. Cool. So just wait till I get off the phone. He'll give me the number and then just get in touch with you tomorrow? Yeah, John, we'll give you, you got it. right that's, now. That's all there is to it, Stephen. I'm going to give it to you uh, right now. It's one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 and simply help at employmenthour.com. Make that phone call. Get that, uh, get that all cleared away. Got uh, Nicole on the line. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Never, you know what it is? It's my, it's my end that's stalling here. There we go. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Good evening. I'm great. Yourself? Great. What's uh, what's going on with you? So, in 2007, I started working for um, in Frontline. Started working for um, a uh, fast food company. Uh, mm-hmm. I had been off, on and off with uh, problems with my eyes, uh, cracked ribs, things like that. Anyway, four years ago, I was in an accident, uh, not the fault of at work, and uh, I've been off for four years because I'm 63 years old, and it's the healing process. So I, uh, they cut me off on benefits as of December of last year. I have not received a row. I, I'm sorry to say I have not sent a letter with my update for since about a year, but I'd like to come back to work because my manager would love me to come back. Although I've, I've just, I've, I've, uh, there's another health issue that I don't think I'll be able to do it. So two questions. Do they have to try to, they, I know that they need to try to find me another position in the company, but I think my site is starting to go. So I don't think that may be feasible. So if I meet with them and they decide to let me go, because I'm assuming they haven't because I haven't received a role, uh, would I be entitled to severance even though I haven't been there for four years? So are you able to go back to work if they accommodate you? Is that, is that possible or not possible if at all? If they can co- accommodate me, yes, I'm willing to go back to work. My only issue is with my site going, what can I possibly do at a fast food industry? Right. And, and here's, the reality is you, you're probably right that there's probably not much that, that you'd be able to do. Now, answer me this. How many people work for this company approximately? Oh, it's a fast food industry. So it's a fast food. But is, is, is it a chain. franchise? Yes, it's a big fast food chain. Okay, but you, you're working for a franchise, so the company itself is a small one. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not a franchise. No. Oh, okay, franchise. okay. So it's, uh, the company itself is a big company. That's correct. 
Okay. So here's the thing. If if you really can't go back to work there because of, of your vision or your other medical conditions, they do owe you severance. But this situation is what we call a frustration of contract, which means you're not going to get your full severance. Specifically in your situation, you've been there since 2007, you're going to be owed 20 weeks pay. Okay? Uh, Even whereas your full severance could last... have been a year's pay, uh, you would only get 20 weeks pay because... In a situation where you can't work anymore because of medical conditions, you, you get severance, but only your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. And for you, uh, that's 20 weeks pay, uh, Nicole. Okay, so how do I go about this? Because I haven't been in touch, other than I spoke to the manager, but there's no H&R numbers, but there is a regional manager. So I guess I would talk to my manager about getting me in touch with the regional and have a sit-down. Yeah, I, I would go back to them. First of all, you want to get something from your doctor explaining what your limitations are. I know that you can explain it yourself, but it's always good to have something from a doctor. And and you okay. want to meet with the right person there, whoever that is, and say, here's my limitations. Can I come back to work? Is there something you can give me? If they can, and that's great. If they cannot, then that become. if they say, no, there's just no way we're fast food, you have to be able to see, sorry, uh, then at that point, that's a frustration situation. You're, you're going to be owed 20 weeks pay. Now, it's quite possible, Nicole, that they're not going to pay to you. It's quite possible that you're going to need to get some help from me to, to get that 20 weeks pay, and that's fine. If, if you're ever in that situation, if you're, they're not paying you that, give me a call, and I'll be able to easily help you get that. Uh, but that's what's at stake here for you, 20 weeks pay. Listen, that's five months or so. That's a lot of money mm -hmm. still. Okay, could I just ask you one more question? So I've been paying my benefits uh, since the accident, and as of December 31st, which I found out by accident, not because they got in touch with me, that uh, I no longer have benefits. But does that mean, I mean, that, that doesn't mean they just fired me, right? That still, I still have a chance to go back and talk to them. Yes, you, you do. You do, and, and okay. if, that, if they won't talk to you, or if they won't take you back, or if they won't accommodate, or, or, they, or it's clear that there's no job for you, you're owed that pay, and if you don't get that, that 20 weeks pay, call me or email me, and I'll help you. Keep us updated, Nicole. That number to reach out, get a hold of Lior, uh, you know, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. Still lots of time for you to call in, make your phone calls as well. If you have questions about your employment, your severance, your job, your boss, bring it on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That is toll free. In the meantime, back to the uh, the emails. My friend Chip is up next. Chip says, uh, I've been working from home for the last three years. My boss just told me that I have to start coming into the office two to three times a week. Can they do that? No, well, they, they can't. Let's face it. Working from home is a, a big perk, right? It's an, an important thing for those employees that have the ability to work from home. They have that permission that where that's a regular part of their work. That's a big deal. It's, it's an important term. And a company doesn't have the right to take that away, just like they can't take other important terms of your employment away. So if your employer says, well, we know that you have the ability to work from home, but that's gone now. Now you have to come in every day, or in this case, come in two to three times a week. That's a significant change to the terms of employment. It's a big deal, which means Chip can treat that as a constructive dismissal. He can treat that as a termination and, and leave with, with his compensation, with severance. Hmm. So no, they don't have a right to do that. Now, interesting thing about this, John, is the company doesn't have the obligation to allow someone to work from home to begin with. They can simply right. say, no, we're not going to allow you to work from home. But if they do that, if, the, if they still go ahead and, and they allow you to work from home, they can't change that. They, they can't then say, well, 
Now we decided that because we didn't have to do it to begin with, we, we don't want to do it anymore. No, no, they can't do that. So they don't have to do it to begin with, but if the company does, if they allow you to work from home, they can't change that. If they do, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal, absolutely. If that happens, Chip, uh, call me and let, let's talk about it. So they've set the precedent on their end, the company that is, for letting him work from home. Now it's like, no, now he's dug in. He can't do it. Well, yeah, it, it became a term of employment. Just like, you know, yeah. if a company gives you a pay raise, right? They don't have to give you a pay raise, but if they do, they can't decide two years later, we're going to take it back, right? That right. becomes right. your new compensation. That becomes your new terms of employment. So because of that, once you have it, it's yours and the company can't take it back. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on sale and one triple eight two two five talk for the uh, toll-free option right there. Hey, Danny, how are you? Good evening. I'm not too bad. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on in your world tonight? Well, I have two quick questions. I've, uh, I'm in long-term disability, and uh, I'm, I, I, I believe at the end of the disability, when I recover, I've got grounds for constructive dismissal, constructive. If I win a constructive dismissal case, my question is, the, the insurance company that's paying my long-term disability right now, there's a little clause in there that says that if you get paid over and above or something like that, that they can draw some of that back. If I get a severance package, can the insurance company say, well, we want some of that back against the money we paid you while you were on long-term disability? That's question number one. And then question number two is, I have what's called a long-term incentive plan, a bonus that's due in about a year, and it says you have to be employed by the company to get this. You have to still be employed with the company, right, Or you know, or, and not let go. So if I win a constructive dismissal case also, can I go after that, uh, long, that long, long-term incentive plan because it was constructive dismissal that made me go and not me leaving the company on my own accord? Great question. So let's start with the first one. So if you get a severance package, uh, you know, constructive dismissal damage, the same thing, can the insurance company claw it back? So the only way they could claw it back if there's specific language in the insurance policy that says not that if you get money from your company, if it talks about specific either severance or if it talks about wrongful dismissal damages, if it says that specifically, then yes, they can, they can claw it back. If, they, if it simply says if you get income or if they pay you, that's not good enough. So we would actually, I would actually have to see the policy to tell you. In my experience, in most cases, the language in the uh, policy is not good enough to allow them to claw it back. So I would actually have to see it and read it to tell you. So by all means, uh, I'm, I'd be more than happy if you want to connect with me. If you can send me a copy of the policy, I'll look at it and I can tell you in a few seconds whether or not that, that's actually going to be uh, an issue. Uh, so that's answer number one. Now, answer number two as relates to your, your uh, incentive bonus. It really depends on when, uh, when the constructive dismissal happens and how long a severance period are you owed. So let's say the constructive dismissal happens tomorrow uh, and you're owed uh, 12-month severance. If that bonus is payable in that 12-month in that period, then you're going to be uh, you owe that bonus. If it's going to be 18 months from now, but the severance period is only 12 months, then you're right. not going to get the bonus. So it it only depends on whether or not the severance period takes you beyond the point where the bonus is paid. Okay, now, Danny, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, why do you say that you're going to be constructively dismissed? Well, because before I went on the long-term disability. 
there were some things that were drawn back from me that were something that I was always given in, in regard to remuneration, and uh, uh, it was taken away. You know, it was paid for two or three years, and then they decided they weren't going to do it anymore, and it's over 5% of my income. And uh, I did. I gave them a letter disagreeing with that, saying I don't agree with that, but I had some other issues for going on disability. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't able to deal with it because of my health. Okay, and, and did that change happen right before you went off on disability? Yes. Okay, then arguably you can still deal with that. Now, how long have you worked for this company? Uh, one, well, it was a company for a year and a half, and then this company bought us, and I've been with them for a year and a half. So uh, they bought a company that I was with for a year and a half, so would that mean I was with them for three years, or would, it, would they only be able to classify it as a no, year and a half? Three years. No, no, you're, you're a three-year employee, and, yeah. and then how, how old are you? Exactly three and a half years, actually. Okay, and how old are you? What kind of a job, generally? I'm 60 years old, and I'm a mid-management position. So you, severance for you is right around six months, okay? So if, in fact, you, you can establish you've been constructively dismissed, and obviously if they impacted your compensation significantly, that would be a constructive dismissal. What's at stake for you is, is six months uh, of pay, give or take. So that's what's at stake here, and, and if, if and when the time comes when, you know, hopefully you're, you're better, you're, you're physically able to kind of go back to work. Uh, if uh, that, those changes are in place, if they're not backing off, if you want to talk about constructive dismissal, reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to you and help you. Okay, those are very good answers. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Danny. Again, that number to reach out, uh, do so, one 821 5900 or help at employmenthour.com. Still lots of time for you as well as we uh, ramble on here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one 225 talk That is toll free, don't you know? Stan, the next email up. Stan writes in, Lior says, myself and six other colleagues have just been let go because of cost cutting. We all got Two weeks pay for each year of service. Is that what the law is? Well, it's not what the law is, but I bet you if he asked many people, his friends, his family, his former bosses, they would have told him, yeah, yeah, that is what the law is. No, not even close. It's not what the law is. Now, his minimum entitlements may be two weeks pay for every year, so in other words, 12 weeks pay, but his full entitlements could be many times that. Uh, so, again, six years, we don't know specifically his age and, and the type of job, but he could be owed six months' pay. He could be owed nine months' pay. Uh, so, no, that the, the, the two weeks per year is not the rule. It's not the law. That represents a small portion of what you're actually owed, what we call your common law entitlements. So what I would say to Stan is go to severancepaycalculator.com. Make sure your colleagues also go to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out how much you're actually owed. And then yeah. call me. Let's talk about that. Let's get you everything that you're owed because it's going to be more than 12 weeks for sure. Sarah up next says, uh, I'm five months into my maternity leave and got a call on Friday that the company doesn't have a job for me and that they will be paying me severance. Are they allowed to do this? Well, you know, that's a problem. It's a big problem for the company because if she's five months in or so, means she, she potentially, again, I don't know, she could have many more months to still go. So how does the company know now yeah, that it's not yeah. going to have a job for her six, eight, ten months down the road, right? It, it's impossible to say that. They may not have a job today, but tomorrow or in, in nine months, they may have a desperate need for her. So I yeah. always think that when a company tries to be so proactive and preemptive, when they say, we're not going to have a job for you many months from now, that to me is, is wrong. It could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act, potentially a violation of the Human Rights Code. It's not something they can do. 
it's one thing to say to, to her, just so you know, today as of now, we've made some changes. We don't know yet what the status is going to be. But when you're ready to come back to work, at that point, we're going to do everything in our power to bring you back. Okay. And then when she's ready, if there's still truly is no job legitimately, mm-hmm. fine. Then that's legal. They just have to pay severance and they're done. But that assessment can only be done when she's ready to come back to work. So employers out there, if you have employees on parental leave, uh, don't be too proactive. Don't tell them six months later that you're not going to have a job for them uh, because how do you know? You don't have a crystal ball. Things can change very quickly as they often do in business. So because of that, you have to assess your ability to take, whether it's a mother, whether it's a father, you have the, the, the obligation to assess whether you can take them back only at the time they're ready to come back, not before then. Still got a few minutes here. You want to call in? You got some time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one triple eight two two five. talk That number, of course, as we've been saying all night long, it's absolutely toll-free. Martin up next on his email. Again, it's help at employmenthour.com. Martin says, after 10 years with the company, my last two performance reviews eh, have not been good. I'm afraid that the company is going to let me go. What do I do? Well, they, they might. You know, if, if there's two performance reviews, they, they may decide to let you go. But re- remember, there's not much that can be done if a company decides to let you go. They're allowed to let you go. Right. It really comes down to that severance, to the compensation that they owe you. The fact that you may have had bad performance reviews does not mean you can be let go without severance. We call that a termination for cause. does not mean that at all. Uh, the, the only way they'd be able to let you go for cause as a result of your performance is by showing that essentially you went out of your way to do a bad job. It's, it's that difficult to terminate for cause. So what I would say to him is this. Number, if you agree with the performance reviews, yes, you know what, I wasn't doing a good job, it's legitimate, maybe yep. write a nice email saying, I'm committed to doing better, I'm committing to trying my best, uh, and, and I, I will work hard to make it happen. Because by doing that, you're, you're establishing you're not someone that's, that's slacking off. You're not someone that's going to not work hard. You, you're a hard worker. You're going to do your best. That's going to make it that much more difficult to let you go for cause. If you don't agree with the performance reviews, if you don't think they're legitimate, even more important to say so in writing. If you don't say so in writing, you're going to be considered to have accepted them. Say in writing why, what you disagree with and why. Be very nice about it. And by doing that, you're going to make it, again, harder to be let go for cause. If they do try to let you go for cause, call me right away. You know, interesting uh, email here from Marge. She says, my company just offered me a promotion, which I don't want to accept. I would like to know if they could fire me for rejecting that promotion. Excellent question uh, for, yeah. for Marge. Now, the short answer is yes, they can. Because as I said with the previous email, a company can let you go pretty much for any reason. So they may say, you know what, we don't think you're a team player, so we're going to let you go. Now, it's a silly thing to do, but they can. But of course, as I said before, they have to pay severance. The refusal to accept a promotion, irrespective of what the company thinks about that, is not cause. It's not even close to being cause. In fact, it's not even misconduct at all. You don't have to accept a promotion. So they can't say, well, wait a second, that's uh, unacceptable. We have cause to let you go. That would be silly. They can say, you know what, we simply decide that now we don't want to work with you. Here's your full severance. So, yes, as long as they pay full severance, they can do that. But, again, it has to be the full severance. You can check out severancepaycalculator.com. It would not be caused, not even close. Squeeze another one or two in here. Possibly Chuck writes at uh, help at employmenthour.com. Says, I've been trying to return back to work from a disability leave over the past month. Uh, I'm getting no response from my employer. What do I do now? 
Well, you you got to try to get that response. Now, if you've been, in fact, trying to contact the employer, if they're refusing to respond, take you back, to deal with you, they're hoping that you're kind of go away and maybe they can sweep this under the rug. Well, no, they, they can't do that. By doing that, if you can show that you've contacted them and they haven't responded, that's a termination. That's a potentially a human rights violation. If they're avoiding you because they don't want to deal with someone that was off on a medical leave, on a, on a disability leave, that's illegal. Okay? They can't do that. So uh, I would continue to, to try to get a hold of them. I wouldn't try for much longer, but I would send another couple of emails. And if they still won't respond, call me. Let's get you severance. Let's get you potential yeah. human rights damages. If they respond, but they're not cooperative, they, they don't uh, make efforts to take you back, they, they delay, uh, they come up with excuses, same thing. We can get you severance, we can get you compensation, and get you uh, also potentially human rights damages. The rule is simple. If, if you're ready to come back to work, company has to try to take you back. They have to accommodate if needed, they have to make efforts to find a job that suits, they can't ignore you, and they can't refuse. All right, for another night, my friend, we'll take it from there. Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and, of course, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV happens on your weekend mornings as well. Check that out. Next time you're in front of the TV on a weekend morning, join us for that one. Now, one 821 5900 Reach out to Lior and the team. Help at employmenthour.com. And always, 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 severancepaycalculator.com as well. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto.